And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have you on board this morning for another remodeling four segments, right, Jamie? That's right. Segment one, two, three, and four with mm-hmm. commercial breaks in between. That's how they like us to do it. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, today on the show, we've got an interesting topic, and it pretty much targets remodeling, right, Jamie? I mean, I would say so. We're usually not remodeling a brand new house, although we have done that before, like basement finish or whatever. Yeah, I'd actually say we have a shocking amount of yeah. <laughs> remodeled okay. houses that are less than a year. Yeah. But yeah, typically it's that an older home, mm-hmm. ten plus years, yeah. sometimes a hundred plus years. Yeah, that plus can go on and on and yes, on. Yes, it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's part of the fun of remodeling is because you know when a house says been there 10 plus years, um, and especially a hundred plus years, it's funny how things kind of settle into place and, you know, maybe something changed from the time that the plans were done versus when it got built and you think, you know, how it's, it is. And then you open up the wall and surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for gosh, 40 years and, uh, I still run into things I've never seen before. And you always think, Oh, I've seen it all. Uh, you know, I've seen it all. Yeah. Well, in remodeling, no, I don't think that is ever the case. Yeah. There's always something that, that surprises you. Well, yeah, because especially because not only are you working with different houses every single time, mm-hmm. every single time it's a different house. I mean, unless it's a repeat client, of course, but for the most part, it's every single house is different. Every single client is different. So what they need, want, think of, desire, ask of us all impacts kind of how that project goes mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it's all the ingredients are different every time. And that's what makes this business fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's no boredom in remodeling. No. There's always something new. <laughs> no. <clears throat> okay, sure. so if you ever want to reach us, you can e- email us at info at We'd love to hear from all of our listeners. Uh, you can go to Dave Fox Radio, and there you can see a listing of all of our previously broadcast shows, and they are all uh, titled by subject. And the uh, website is DaveFox.com. So if you've never been on there, please take a look. There's a lot of information. If you're thinking about remodeling, want ideas, or just learn more about the process, there's a lot of information there, which is for you. And I promise you, you're not going to get some annoying pop-up. That Right when you're reading what you want to read, this thing pops up on the screen, and it's like, oh, no, I have to X this out. That's yes. not going to happen. There's a the there's just a tiny little thing that pops up. A little up. bubble on the, down In the on the corner. corner. Yes. Which is if, just a chat function if you, if you would to like chat. to talk with us. So if you like to chat, you can chat on our yes. website. Yes. But, you're but not you do not be, have to. Uh, you're not going to have a big blackout pop-up. No, nothing in the center covering the website. drives me nuts when I'm trying to get information. I agree. Okay. Now that I got that off my chest, <laughs> let's get on with a remodeling <laughs> segment. All right, therapy session over. Therapy's no. <laughs> over. I just now have to remodeling. get over it. Okay. Which can also feel like therapy sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about renovating older homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so, those 10 plus, but maybe... How, yeah, what are, how are we going to put... What parameters are we putting on this? I don't know. What, what do you consider an older home? Well, let's kind of just go down through it. You got your new house. Yeah. And sometimes we remodel those. A basement yeah. finish might be probably the most popular on a new house, you think? Yeah, especially if it's under a couple years old. Yeah. Sometimes it's either 
something as simple as finishing a basement or a lot of the builders here in central Ohio um, will not make modifications. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, this is your floor plan and this is what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, and you can pick A, B, C, or D. Um, and so a lot of times it's doing a modification that maybe a home builder wouldn't do. Um, we've added sunrooms to mm -hmm. a new build, right. things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, anything I consider a newer home, anything like nineties on. Okay. I would consider a newer home. Yeah. So if you take a brand new home and then age it 25 to 30 years, that home is goldenly ripe for remodeling. Yes. Because if you think of a lot of uh, items in your home that are considered permanent, okay. Kitchen cabinets, kitchen countertops. Mm-hmm. Uh, f kitchen flooring, those are, when they're installed, they're considered permanent elements, but that doesn't mean they last a hundred years. It means 25 to 30 years, typically. Right. Best case scenario, yeah. really. Yeah. Cause after, depending on the quality or the looks, the aesthetics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think for that nineties on a lot of people are remodeling for aesthetic or function, mm -hmm. um, or changing needs. Um, or kind of adding function with a basement and addition, things like that, whatever yeah. the case might be. But then I think typically those houses that are older than the 90s, so those 80s, 70s, mm -hmm. they're at the point of a need. Yeah. If they haven't received any Things are yet. not up to par. They're not yeah. working well. They're out Doors of Doors are falling off. Yeah. yeah. They're typically, yeah. it's a function, right. a major function issue. Yeah. And good for you if you lasted that long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of times we'll go in a house that's 30 years old and find that, you know, things have already been remodeled to some mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. So, and everybody's different. Yeah. It's very personal. Yeah. You know? So 25 to 30 years, your house is going to need some remodeling. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. And then you can go like another generation back and, you know, a house that's 40 or 50 years old has certainly been remodeled at least once. So we're going in and maybe putting the second new kitchen in it. Right. Or the second new bath mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, of course, room additions could go on a house at any age, just depending on the need of the family. Their yeah. Needs. Actually, it's interesting. I was just at a friend's house a few weeks ago, and they moved into a home that's maybe 15 years old. Okay. So not terribly old, but not brand new. And the first thing they did when they moved in was get new countertops. They didn't like their countertops that they had in that house. So they got all new countertops um, and backsplash. Mm -hmm. And so this was maybe, now it's probably been five, seven years since they moved in. So now the home's 20 some years old. And uh, it's interesting because now she really regrets putting brand new countertops on these older cabinets. Oh, really? Because now she's like, I want to change the shape of the island, mm. but I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just got new countertops. She just kind of solidified it. I know. She? she just kind of put a cherry on top yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of a half-eaten sundae. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so you, we do always recommend people kind of living in their home first, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people want to remodel before they move in and might have a really good idea of what they, mm -hmm. they want. So, mm -hmm. okay. So back to ages. Yes. So let's say a house built in the 40s or 50s, it's going to be a little different than the house today. Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have, probably have gypsum lath uh, and plaster mm -hmm. on the walls. 
If you go back even further, you're going to have wood lath and plaster. Yeah. That could go back 100 years. So there's, uh, and you'd also have balloon framing back then with rough, rough uh, two by four studs. So rough sawn lumber. Uh, and it's interesting because a lot of times you'll find that the studs are not necessarily on 16 inch centers and they're not necessarily <laughs> level. There's not really a center to them. <laughs> there's kind of a, I don't know, you like, well, what were these guys thinking when they built this? You know, there might be a little bit of crooked studs. and Yeah. Um, but when you get back to balloon framing, and that's where, like a, on a two-story home, there's one two before that goes from the bottom floor to the top floor. Is that what, what is balloon framing? That's what it is. It's like the stud goes all the way, spans both floors. Oh, interesting. Where today we build one floor level, put, yeah. it, put the second floor on and build the next level walls. Mm, yeah. So you've got blocking and rim joists and plates and stuff separating each floor level. Yeah. Balloon framing, which was terrible for fires because it just, you know. Annihilated. It, well, the, the wind and drafts could just go clear up through both stories. Yeah. <clears throat> so balloon framing for a fire is a disaster. But, you know, you get, the further back you go, you find different building processes that present different challenges for remodeling. Uh, some of the brick homes back then uh, were very interesting. We'll talk about that uh, right after the break. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and this is segment two of Remodeling Older Homes. Does that sound official enough, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, Remodeling Older it. Homes. <laughs> so usually when you're remodeling, you are remodeling an older home, but we can go back. As we were talking in the first segment, maybe you missed that, and maybe you're just tuning in, but you know, you kind of go back generations in homes. A 25 to 30-year-old home is ripe for remodeling. It's going to need... Probably new kitchen, new baths, new flooring, you know, yeah, stuff. <clears throat> Go back 40, 50 years, you're probably remodeling for the second or third time on these areas. Mm -hmm. And then go back 60, 70 years, you've got a lot of different building processes that you're dealing with. Um, could be rock, wool, and plaster on the walls. Could be wood, lath, and plaster. Yeah. And a lot of settling can create a lot of issues as well. Yeah, settling is, that, that's a whole topic in itself. Um, so, and, and we'll spend a little time on settling in houses like floors going out, walls going out. Uh, we'll spend a little time on that. But right at the end of the last segment, I mentioned that we would talk about, what did Brick. I, brick, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, the old homes, back when gas was super cheap and you could just, torch that furnace up and you know heat the house up as much as you wanted and your heat probably is escaping out the house like crazy <laughs> so insulation wasn't a big factor but they did provide some like a old older brick homes 100 years old or more <clears throat> the brick would be three walls of brick wow so the wall would be like about 11 or 12 inches thick you can always spot these homes by the windows. The windows set deep in the wall. Okay, you have that's huge window sills. Yeah, and it's really kind of a neat, you know, authentic older look. Uh, yeah, on these big old houses, but <clears throat> remodeling can be. Uh, I mean, it just adds a lot of complexities to remodeling when you get into the three wall brick house. Yeah, and the reason for the three brick walls was. To some degree structural, but also you had these two dead air spaces. So you have exterior wall, 
in the center wall with the airspace and then airspace and then the interior wall. Is that for like sound and insulation or? It's somewhat of an insulation yeah. type thing. But okay. of course, very minimal because masonry is the worst insulator in the world. Yeah, it's usually cold to the touch. So you just have those little <laughs> air spaces and then you would have plaster applied right over the brick on the interior. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so imagine tearing out one of those walls. Let's say you got a two-story home that's triple brick wall and you're going to blow out the first floor and add on. Well, it creates quite an interesting uh, structural scenario because yeah. then you're using these big angle um, steel beams and uh, you, you tuck them underneath the brick and bolt them together and that gives you the structure to support the second floor wall and then you can open up that first floor and expand your room out. Yeah, that would be a lot of extra... You don't typically think of demo as a meticulous process, although it can be. And that mm -hmm. would, sounds like that'd be a scenario that you have to really demo kind of carefully. Yeah, you can actually cut that steel beam in before you demo the lower wall out, yeah. which is what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> always, <laughs> sounds like a good we idea. We recommend that you support the wall before you tear the wall out underneath. Yes, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, and brick is, I think, also such a classic look uh -huh. and a classic you know exterior of a home yeah. um, and still utilized often though not three layers thick right. and even sometimes just a thin brick as a facade yeah but beautiful and classic nonetheless mm -hmm. but yep. yeah and i mean i think too it's funny because when people do remodel and they're picking out their selections or, or building or whatever the case is and you know they want things to last. They want things to last the test of time. And it's always kind of this, okay, well, what's going to last longer, the product or the aesthetic, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to balance that and, you know, also be aware of yourself. And like, I know for me personally, I like change mm -hmm. as far as an aesthetic. I'm constantly kind of moving things around. I have a one of the shelves in the storage side of our basement, my husband refers to as our store, because I will change out, you know, de I decoration. See. You go down, check your inventory. I go, yeah, check yeah. the inventory, see what I got. Okay. Check out my that mm -hmm. store first. I'm like, it's the cheapest store there is. What are you complaining about it for? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I think knowing that about yourself when you're going through the remodel of of what's important to you mm -hmm. is big, and then also you know, keeping in mind things that are less permanent versus more permanent. You know, we talk about the cabinets and the countertops being very permanent fixtures in your home, but things yeah. like hardware and lighting um, and even backsplash can be far less permanent mm -hmm. um, and and things like that. And I think, um, but with the older, older homes, oftentimes our clients are also trying to, you know, pay homage to the history of the home yeah, and want to incorporate some of that, especially, you know, I think of German village, mm -hmm. um, Victorian village, kind of those really historic homes with so much history yeah. and stories within those walls and wanting to maintain that character um, and the warmth, maybe not physical warmth, but essence of warmth mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. that Aesthetic they create. Warmth, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that that's really cool. And some of my favorite projects have, have come out of those homes just because of, um, I think, the uniqueness that they bring out of the design yeah. and the elements. Yeah. 
And we do have, I mean, in these older homes where you've got ornate woodwork and beautiful craftsmanship Mm -hmm. back when, you know, you could spend days and months trimming a house out. Yeah. And you weren't paying people huge wages, you know, back then you could actually afford to do that. But there you've got uh, an element that is timeless. And as you say, the, the charm and the warmth from the craftsmanship in some of these older homes and some of the built-in cabinets that you never want to change. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of the house. It's part of the history of the home. And it's beautiful. It's elegant. Yeah, it's old. Mm-hmm. But it's it's history, and it's something you don't want to change. Yeah. Where you can take, you know, a lot of cabinets you stick in a house today, and it's like, no, they don't have that element. You know, they're, they might be particle board or you know, masonite doors or who knows what. And it's just built for a period of time. It's not built to be some beautiful yeah. thing that hundred years later, people are going to look at and, and love. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of the, the art behind it is uh, fizzled out a bit in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely still true craftsmanship out yeah. there um, and pristine build cabinetry and things like that. But it, it, there is a difference. There's a difference in those really historical elements that are maybe built into a home or that, um, you know, antiques being added to a design and things like that. Yeah. But I can think of one project we did that was really cool. They had an antique, I think it was a refrigerator or freezer that didn't work anymore, but it was kind of built in um, to their kitchen and they wanted to keep it. And so they actually used it as part of their design. It was short, so it must have been maybe a freezer. but I thought it was so cool. They used it as their bar Oh. and even like still had the functioning doors of the refrigerator, but used it as their bar cabinet, even though it didn't actually cool or mm-hmm. refrigerate anything mm-hmm. any longer. But just interesting elements like that, that, you know, speak true to that house and yeah. keep the story with the house and things. Yeah. Well, we've done some kitchens in German village where there's true an ice box. Mm-hmm. You know, a wood, beautiful, ornate wood door. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. And you open it up and there's this galvanized metal area where they would, the ice man would put a huge chunk of ice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why a lot of the old, older people will say, will you get some milk out of the ice box? <laughs> <laughs> I don't or, know that there's you, many of the, much of that generation. From your generation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably missed out on that. I remember my grandma, uh, she would say stuff like that. Really? She'd call it the ice box. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember my grandmother saying anything like that, but, um, yeah, it is a funny thought for sure. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And a lot of times it's fun to take those historic elements and to blend them and mold them with a really great new remodeling design. We'll be right back. Welcome back everyone. We're on the Dave Fox home remodeling show and it's segment number three. And we're talking about older homes. Imagine that on Mm -hmm. the remodeling show. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I was thinking of, you know, we were talking about the one that the old ice box or mm-hmm. refrigerator, whatever it was, got turned into the bar. I was trying to think of some of the other really unique elements that we've come across and kind of used in these older homes. Um, we finished one recently where they had found an antique bar. Uh, it was really ornate uh, and had a lot of detail on the front of it. And we were able to use the bar as their kitchen island Mm. and so it was very narrow because it was just meant to be a little bar so what we did was 
designed custom cabinetry to fit with inside of it so that it would be the depth and functionality of a modern day island and mm. it had a dishwasher and a sink and outlets and kind of all the all the necessities and functionality that you would want in a modern day home but it had that antique bar kind of wrapping it um and i thought that was so cool mm -hmm. you know it just adds that element of that modern mixed with the kind of vintage feel and it was it just was done flawlessly yeah and it it adds uh it's just kind of a stunning feature even if even if you have a very modern kitchen yeah and add some of those elements that are classic and high quality elements it's just it creates a look that you can get no other way yeah no definitely and i think too the wood tones um that are used in a lot of these historic homes are not necessarily what we put in modern day homes or in modern kitchens but doing something like that where you're embracing some antiques with it and something that has those wood tones that stay true to the home just balances it all together yeah um and things like that we've also done you know really modern uh kitchen designs in a lot of these historic homes and that balance somehow mm -hmm. really works well mm -hmm. too um mm -hmm. i i love the way those turn out as well and so there's just so many, again, that's, there's like one of those ingredients with remodeling is the client and yep. what they bring um, is definitely an impact in the yeah. space and, and the overall design. And I think in the last several years, people have been more willing to, to take a challenge mm -hmm. and, and be a little more gutsy. Yeah. Like with creativity and colors, like yeah. just colors and cabinetry is, has really come alive in the last few years. Yeah. I mean, it was maybe a month ago I went around to a lot of job sites i probably visited i don't know maybe 15 mm -hmm. and i was amazed i think out of all 15 there was two white kitchens yeah and i was so happy to see that i mean um it's been there's been a lot of white kitchens over the year and i have mm -hmm. a white kitchen i yeah. love white kitchens mm -hmm. but it was exciting to see kind of all the different colors and elements that people were bringing into yeah. their spaces um wallpaper is another thing that's really made a, a shocking comeback mm -hmm. Um, and has added a lot of really unique elements to homes, especially in some of these historic homes. Um, you can find wallpaper that has almost that antique and modern flair mm -hmm. to it that mm -hmm. really meshes just all in one kind of artistic approach um, that can add a lot to a space. But I think in these historic homes that we've done, the challenges turn into just some incredible design. And I can think of you know, when there's a chimney stack that really can't be moved or would be not worth the sake of moving it mm -hmm. and how our designers are able to design around that and make it seem pur purposeful. Yeah. Um, or even just, you know, I've, I've seen where we do this with basements or soffits or all these kind of elements that are intrusive, you know, supposedly into a space and how they design around them or even just make them makes sense yeah. so if it's a soffit that's stopped randomly just continue it mm -hmm. and make it part of the design and it all of a sudden has purpose and feels part of the space um, and how they're able to do that i think is so cool so with chimney stacks coming through and having to maybe offset um, or create a bump into a kitchen and things like that there's been a couple of kitchens we've done recently um, especially in historic homes where the windows are lower than a kitchen mm -hmm. countertop mm -hmm. and kind of how they go about designing that without changing the window yeah. um, and we've done it a couple different ways we've done it where the countertop 
kind of takes a step down mm-hmm. um, so that it below can be low enough so you can reach the functionality of the window. Uh, we've done it where the countertop comes up and creates almost like a window sill and then finish the back of it so that it doesn't look odd from looking in. But just those types of challenges that you think would, I guess, quote unquote, general consumer me, not an interior designer, would think that those aren't able to be overcome Mm -hmm. in a good way, and they are. And it just impresses me every time. Yeah, I think primarily the application for that, uh, for the pocket behind the counter is in older homes where you've got these tall double hungs and it would just destroy the features of the house if you took that window out and put a shorter one in. Yeah. It's just like, don't do that. Right, yeah. So you find a way to work around it. Yeah, I mean, maintaining the integrity of the home mm-hmm. is so important to us and and it's great when the homeowners feel that same kind of value in the integrity of their home, yeah. that we can come up with something together. Yeah. I can even think of where there was a, um, a plumbing stack in a kitchen and again in a really old home hundreds of years old and it was maybe i don't know just a couple feet off the ground maybe two and a half feet off the ground created a bump out into the kitchen mm-hmm. and that can feel very awkward you know space um, and what the designer did to kind of conceal that or make it disappear in a sense was they built pantry cabinets um in a way that it covered it completely so that they didn't stop the door at the top of the bump out. They had the door go all the way past the bump out and built a panel inside. So you only would ever know it was there if you opened the doors. Mm -hmm. And even then all you see is a panel and then have storage above it. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing just makes so much sense. I don't know how they think of this stuff though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the creativity of of our designers. Yeah, that's- Especially when there's challenges like this. Mm the things that they can come up with. Yeah, now a little while ago, ago you mentioned the uh, settling. Mm-hmm. And that's a scenario that we run into with older homes. Yeah. Uh, it varies a lot, and it, it depends a lot on how the house was built. But a lot of times foundations weren't, I mean, a lot of foundations in very old homes are just uh, stones laying on dirt. Yeah. And if it's down low enough and you have firm uh, soil, you can really get away with that. And some of these houses are over 100 years old and still pretty structurally sound. Yeah. But there's a lot of cases where the, the soil wasn't that firm <laughs> and you'd get settling. And this settling wouldn't happen all at once. It would happen over years and years and years. So if you think about the construction of a home, first you're building, you're putting a foundation in, and then you're building this skeletal structure, which is a dimensional lumber uh, that you're framing. And then on that framing, you've got supports. Like if you have a big uh, opening, you're going to have a beam in there, a wood header to support. So you've got supports built into the structural members. But from there, you're adding exterior elements, siding, brick, whatever, interior, plaster, and moldings. And all of those applications to that uh, framing structure increase the strength of the wall in the whole building. So there are situations where you literally could cut a six foot opening out of a wall and with all the other elements holding the wall together above, it would really be structurally sound. Now we would never do that, but but you do have to really understand that drywall, plaster, 
exterior siding, all of this stuff really helps to make that wall solid and structurally sound. Mm -hmm. So when settling occurs in an older house, all these elements have to move and they move extremely slow. Otherwise there would be uh, very strong cracking all over the place. Now you will develop some cracking over time, but it'd be minimal as all these things settle and slowly settle, slowly settle year after year after year. So that presents a real challenge. Then when we come in and have to remodel, we have a floor that might be an inch and a half or two inches out of level. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that right after the break. And you're listening to the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas and Jamie Braslavsky is here with me, our marketing director at Dave Fox. And we've been doing this for a while, Jamie. Yeah. We're on segment four, so it means we've been doing it for three segments so far. (laughs) (laughs) For today, anyway. Yeah, right. Okay, so as I promised, if you have been listening and you're on the edge of your seat wondering how we are going to deal with this floor that's an inch and a half out in the kitchen, can you imagine installing cabinets and flooring in a kitchen where the floor slopes an inch and a half or two inches? No, actually, it's always surprised me whenever we I've gone to a job site and they've just installed cabinetry and there isn't a toe kick there yet. Yeah. You don't realize how many shims are involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually just a funny thing. And to think about, I don't know, Yeah. what all goes into making yeah. everything level. And yeah, in most houses you're going to have, you'll be out a quarter inch, three eighths, maybe half. Yeah. But there are extreme cases. And some of these older homes, as I mentioned before the break, it takes years and years for them to settle. So the plaster, the walls, the foundation, the siding, all of it's going to, if the foundation has a soft spot or it's going to give way some, usually happens very slowly. And all these things just settle over time. And it's not a dramatic change like an earthquake. It's just slow, slow settling. So you don't really get super pronounced cracking because everything has a lot of time to move and Mm -hmm. it does. So now we go in there 50, 80 years later, a hundred years later, and we want to make this house straight. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, you think, well, let's just put straight things into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's throw some floor jacks under there and just jack this house up. Well, you could do that, but you know what that's going to do? It's going to create tons of cracking. Yeah. And because you're not taking a lot of time, you're doing it all at once. And these things don't have a chance to react. So they break. And I mean, there's cases where that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Sometimes if you're doing major remodel and you're tearing off plaster anyways, you know, you can reinforce the foundation, jack it up. It cracks like crazy. You rip all that stuff out and just start from scratch. But still your structural system, the wood framing is going to be warped and twisted to some degree. Mm -hmm. So there's still going to be some work to do, but maybe you're in a scenario where, Oh, there's this, I don't know, ornate woodwork and panels and all the stuff that you don't want to disturb. You don't want to jack that floor right up. Yeah. So in that scenario, we're first looking at the foundation just to see if that needs reinforced at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's been there a hundred years and that's what, it, how much it's settled, chances are it's not going to keep settling, right? It's probably had time to do all it's going to do. Yeah. So there we will usually get into ripping off all this, the subflooring, which is usually plank material, mm-hmm. going down to the bare floor joists. And then 
we will actually apply new joists right alongside the old ones, but they will be set in their level. And so we're going to level that whole, whole floor out. And it's quite a process. You know, it's, it's not like building a new floor and you just slap these joists down on level plates. Yeah. No, you're having to adjust each stud and make sure that it's level clear across the whole floor. And that's a job. And we've done that quite often. That is a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you have a good flat floor in an old house. But then your other challenge is your ceiling because it's going to be way oh, out too. <laughs> and you hope that the cabinets aren't going clear to the ceiling because then you are in trouble. <laughs> yes, you are. I know. I can think of other situations too where it's maybe not even the original house but previous additions that were done to the house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think of a 100-year-old home, it's had things done. It's had things put in. It's sure. had things taken out. It's had additions put on, whatever the case is. It's had a new roof, whatever. Not you know, not everything maybe has been done to the highest of quality or to the quality of the original home mm -hmm. or to the quality of, you know, someone like Dave Fox coming in to do the project. And so those elements can come into play as well. Um, I can think of one house we did in German Village that had a pre previous addition onto the back that was so sloped. I think it was like I didn't want to say even up to three inches different from the front of the house to the back of the house. Mm. And they had planed the floors so that was so gradual that you didn't notice it when you were walking. Mm -hmm. But there was one area that went from the wood floors and the closet into the bathroom, which was tile. And so they couldn't do it that way. And so it just created this just little ramp. And they did it in such a way that the shadow of the closet system kind of concealed it. You couldn't oh. quite see the little ramp of the mm. wood going up to the tile. But I just thought that that was so interesting and cool that you could, couldn't could notice that you were walking on just the ever so slightest slant mm. um, in the rest of the home as we were trying to accommodate the previous edition. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely a lot of um, things get a lot less straight in older homes. <laughs> yes. I always said the remodeler's creed was to make straight that which was crooked. <laughs> and we're finding ourselves doing that a lot. Yes. Some of the real challenging wall scenarios can be masonry walls. And I mean, we've, there's a ton of different ways of doing a masonry wall in a residential home on older homes. Sometimes it'll be brick. <clears throat> sometimes it'd be cement block. Sometimes it's a, like a clay brick. Yeah in a hollow clay brick. So it's really important for us when we're looking at a kitchen to remodel it, to tap on the walls and on older homes, especially the exterior walls. And if it feels like concrete, then we got a lot of uh, extra work to do to get those cabinets mounted to the walls, to get the oh electric goodness, run yeah. in the walls, adding trim, just adds a whole new dimension of complexity. And it's never fun if when we don't discover that first and we price yeah. out a whole kitchen remodel and find that we run into this wall, <laughs> then we take on a lot of extra expense to make it work. Yeah, I remember our first house uh, in Upper Arlington was built in the late 1950s. And when we first moved in, the front door was original and it was... Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like a jail cell door. It was awful. <laughs> so we, I, you know, we were young and we were like, let's change the front door, oh. you know, simple. Let's mm -hmm. go to Home Depot and buy a door mm -hmm. and come home and pop, pop and put it in. Absolutely. Well, nothing about that front door was straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went to go run and get something and I came back and 
my husband's there with a saw at the house. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we learned uh, that lesson the very hard way that nothing yeah. is straight, especially mm-hmm. in an old home. But even in our home now, it's about 10 years old. And we had one of actually our carpenters build us floating shelves to kind of fit in this little nook. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was texting with him and he's like, okay, just send me the dimensions. And I was like, okay. And I start taking dimensions and I'm like, do you want the dimension in the back or the oh, front? Cause yeah. they're really different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like all of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you always say, I think I saw a straight wall once. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of remodeling is at least on our responsibility is really knowing what we're up against because mm-hmm. there's always a way to do it. But you need to know ahead of time. You don't want to order a whole set of kitchen cabinets without knowing what you're up against and having to remodel your cabinets or cut them around a Yeah, or just have really big fillers everywhere. Fillers, yeah. Yeah. So it's really a lot of work. I mean, kitchens, bathrooms, they're very complex rooms. And Mm -hmm. if you take the complexity of an old house that's way out of square and the floors are not plumb and the walls are masonry, it just adds complexity on top of that. So like I say, as long as we know what we have to work with, then we can deal with it and prepare for it and make sure that all the materials we order are going to be conducive to that environment. Yeah. It's when we get surprised that it's a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think there's, we might actually need to talk about this next week too, because there's a whole nother element to older homes that we haven't really gotten into with you know the tox- some toxic materials that mm-hmm. were used mm-hmm. and mold issues yeah. and things like that and can create so many issues and how you know termite damage all those types of things and how we what we do yeah that does sound like a radio show number two all right yeah all right well you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show we've been doing this about ten years now and really appreciate the Columbus community and all the support that we've gotten as a remodeling company. Um, we want you to know you can reach us by email, info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website at davefox.com. Otherwise, we'll be back here next Sunday morning at 8.